You're listening to the Bitcoin.com News Podcast. Today's guest is Ben Morris from the Nervous Network. Welcome to the show, Ben. Hi, Evie. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Ben, would you please uh, introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, of course. Um, so I currently am the Director of Business Development at the Nervos Network. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been in the crypto space since 2018. Um, I started initially in Bloomberg in Sydney, Australia, where I started the, my career and relocated to Singapore and focused mainly on the electronic trading business. Um, and towards the end of my time at Bloomberg, I was there for seven years. I was heading the electronic trading business for Asia Pacific around the e-commodities and the EFX space. Mm-hmm. And then I relocated to Dubai to be the head of treasury for Thomson Reuters, um, managing a portfolio of roughly $100 million. And the purpose there was really to accelerate Thomson Reuters' business again around the e-trading space and the treasury space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2018, I decided that I wanted to bet my career on blockchain technology. Um, and I moved to Switzerland to join status.im. And at the time, that project wanted to build a, an incubator and start investing in early stage projects that were building on Ethereum. And I helped to create that and run the incubator. And we did that for a few years. Um, I also helped to launch a private fund based out of Malta. And I've done a little few things on the side, um, like sort of startups within the non-crypto space. Um, and I joined Nervos at the beginning of last year. So we're just under two years now with Nervos. Well, sound, sounds very interesting. Uh, you know, coming from the traditional, uh, you know, online trade, uh, you know, electronic trading into currency. Um, I'd like to have a quick talk just about that, but you know, here today we're we're, we're here to talk about the talk <laughs> about nervous. Time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, what is nervous exactly? Can you can you describe the the network? Yeah. So the nervous network is a layer one blockchain with a collection of protocols built on top of it, which create a platform that can solve, I guess, the biggest challenges facing the ecosystem today. Um, so it's built using the UTXO programming model for the layer one. And the reason for that is because we feel that it has the greatest security, but also allows it to be flexible with a universe of layer twos. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really Nervos's approach. So we, we see the future being um, ultra secure layer ones mm-hmm. that connect a huge number of layer twos that are fit for purpose. Um, we use a RISC-V based virtual machine um, and sort of, you know, without getting very geeky, it's, it's very low level. So what it allows us to do is to be a lot more flexible, um, primarily when rolling out cryptographic primitives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Nervos was designed to be better aligned to the interest of users, developers and miners as compared to first generation blockchains. Um, so, you know, the chief architects looked at what was in, what was currently existing in the space, you know, the likes mm-hmm. of Ethereum and Bitcoin, and learned as many lessons from these two blockchains and others to build the architecture for Nervos. Um, so the layer one 
token is called CKB. Um, and the layer one is a foundation to build on and provides trust to all layers built on top of it. So through it, we maximize decentralization while remaining flexible and secure. And so its main purpose is to really be the reliable preservation of any data and assets that are stored within it, right? Um, and then our layer two or multiple layer twos are focused on scalability, computation and greater flexibility, mm -hmm. right? So down the line, we'll have a collection of different layer twos that can be built for different functions like gaming, for instance, mm -hmm. um, or you, know, you could have state channels for payments, et cetera. And the first layer two that, that has already been launched is currently just an EBM based um, layer two that's built using optimism. And of course, through these layer two, you know, you increase the scalability um, of the platform. Now, that's more of the technology and the design. The team behind it is, I would say, fairly large for blockchain standards. We're in excess of 100 people wow. based all over the world. So I myself are based in Sydney, Australia. Um, we have a large team in the US. Um, we have people in Europe. Um, we have people in Asia, in China, in Hong Kong, um, and we're all primarily fully remote. Um, we're a remote-first organization. Okay. So if I understand it correctly, so it, it's the, the network is built on, on the, the first layer as a core infrastructure uh, designed for uh, security. And on top of that, you're adding more uh, layer two solutions for uh, the app developers and games and uh, payments and and uh, you know additional stuff. Is that correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's not to say that applications can't exist on the layer one, and we do have applications that exist. Mm -hmm. um, but that's currently its primary purpose. Yes, I understand. Yeah, that's interesting uh, architecture. And yeah. And what can you tell me about uh, some of your achievements in the past year, the company's achievements? Yes, yeah, so Nomos went to mainnet in um, November 2019. And so the focus for the initial period was really building the foundation. And this year was concluding that foundation. And, and the foundation I'm referring to is really the foundation needed for a vibrant app ecosystem to exist. And so throughout the year, nonetheless, we've had many milestones. Um, you know, off the top of my head, we have an ongoing relationship with Cardano, IOHK, mm -hmm. um, across multiple areas. Um, we've launched um, our EVM layer two, which is called Godwoken, and our bridge called Forcebridge. We've launched the SUDT standard. So it's equivalent to, I guess you would call it the ERC-20 standard. Um, we've had uh, NFT marketplace uh, and various NFT applications launched. Um, we have exchanges that are now supporting our SUDT token standard. Um, and we've also just announced, I guess this is a little bit more top of mind. We've just announced a, a partnership with um, Gambit, which is obviously a non-crypto partner. Um, they're an esports organization, one of the leading esports clubs in Europe. Um, and they've chosen us to be their partner. And, and we expect the next 12 months to, to basically 
be similar, but accelerated probably times 10. Yeah, that's a, a very interesting uh, development. Uh, you know, esports definitely uh, a big thing. Um, so you mentioned there a uh, partnership with uh, Cardano. Can, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, um, you know, Cardano is is a great project. It's a very very interesting project, um, and it's also UTXO based, like Nervance. Mm-hmm. And so there's a natural synergy there that exists. And so we have an existing research collaboration with them. Um, but beyond that, we're also in the final stages of um, completing the bridge, the ADA to CKB bridge, which will allow ADA holders to bridge over their tokens over to the Novos blockchain and start to use these tokens within our universe of applications, right? Um, beyond that, though, I think, you know, what's also very interesting is that we were founding members along with IOHK um, for the UTXO Alliance, which was launched a few months ago. Um, and it's a really interesting initiative um, because the idea is really to bring together all the UTXO-based blockchains um, to champion U- the UTXO model and also to facilitate a lot of knowledge sharing between the different blockchains. And so the Alliance is working on a few specific goals. So making it easier for developers to build on UTXO based chains, um, paving the way for interoperability between these chains, combining research efforts, and also educating mainstream users on the benefits of the UTXO model. Um, Obviously Bitcoin being the biggest UTXO-based blockchain. Um, So each chain within this alliance has its own unique design principles, but the alliance has created a platform that basically leverages the strengths of each founding member. So that's, you know, that's quite an important piece for us. Yeah, and from a user perspective, that's definitely something uh, that's needed, you know, uh, interoperability between different blockchains. So, you know, that's definitely... uh, something everybody should wish uh, would be a success. And um, you also mentioned your uh, EVM compatible uh, layer two solution, uh, Godwoken. Can you tell us more about it? What makes it different? And, you know, where where do you see it going in the future? Yeah, we we at Nervous have been very, very excited by this. So over the past several months, um, we've been preparing for projects and developers to begin using our multi-chain solutions. And these include Godwoken and also the Force Bridge. And so we should probably talk about both of them. Okay. Um, so the Force Bridge is a cross-chain bridge that connects Nervos to other chains. So it currently supports the transfer of tokens from Ethereum. And as I mentioned before, it'll soon be expanded to also support ADA and also several other blockchains. Mm-hmm. Godwoken is another piece in the interoperability puzzle it's the first Ethereum virtual machine compatible layer two from Nervos. So it's secured by layer one through the use of an optimistic roller. Um, and it ensures, I guess, high throughput and security. And it enables developers to, to deploy Ethereum contracts while keeping transactions scalable, fast and, and low cost, right? Um, and what is also quite special is that it's the first EVM compatible layer two 
for any UTXO-based chain. I don't believe, I believe there's others that are being worked on, but it's the first one to actually be in production. It's also the first of many layer twos that will launch on Ethereum in the future. Now, so if you combine these two things, Godwoken and the Force Bridge, um, Ethereum developers can use their existing code bases to begin porting their dApps to Novos. So essentially developers on Novos can build as if they were building on Ethereum or bring their dApps straight from Ethereum without any drawbacks of you know, network congestion, high gas fees, scalability, et cetera. And then for dApp developers, um, Godwoken's launch presents a first mover opportunity to quickly gain traction within the Novos community. So this will obviously put them in a better position to grow their own communities and attract users and fundings because it's obviously more advantageous to be, to be getting into something that's early and, and um, effectively riding the growth together with the ecosystem. Um, over the next several months, Godwoken will be fine-tuned. It's currently in mainnet beta, um, and we expect small, very small minor tweaks along the way. Um, but we're also right now inviting DeFi applications, um, not exclusively, but mainly DeFi applications to come and get, their, get the best from our solutions. Um, and we've recently concluded a successful DeFi-themed hackathon, which incorporated the Force Bridge and Godwoken. So we saw some really excellent projects create some innovative applications based on this technology already. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the, the other important aspect is really usage, right? And uh, it's really an exciting week for us specifically. Um, this, this podcast has come at a very interesting time because our DEX is launching um, tomorrow, the, the Yokai DEX, the first ever DEX that's built by uh, an independent team. Um, and they had an idea earlier this week and this idea was massively oversubscribed and we saw roughly $70 million or in excess of $70 million worth of CKB that was ported over to Godwoken, mm-hmm. the layer two, um, in order to participate in the idea. So this was exceeding our expectations and we're, we're very, very excited to see what happens tomorrow once, once the DEX is hopefully released. Sounds very interesting, and uh, I'm sure it, it 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 will you know if you have that level of subscription, uh, I'm sure it's going to be a, a huge success. But um, I hope so. <laughs> so, but um, you know, you mentioned uh, the you know the, the gas fees and stuff. Like, how do you uh, plan to compete with uh, other blockchains that you know are trying to you know exist in the same space? I guess that's a really interesting question. Um, we definitely do not see ourselves as competing with other blockchains. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, not, that's not what we want to be doing. Um, and we certainly do not feel that the future of the blockchain space is monolithic. Mm-hmm. It's not a situation where one preferred chain or a few preferred chains are going to rule them all. Um, rather, we expect that there's going to be a very rich ecosystem of different chains that may be focusing on different things or have found product market fit across different verticals. And so we want to be the interconnecting layer 
that allows different chains to be interoperable with each other, even if they're not built to be, right? And so some blockchains are not built by default, well, majority are not built by default to be interoperable. Um, now, the launch of our interoperability-focused tools in operation with account abstraction means that we're establishing a new blockchain standard. So this is not a single targeted blockchain standard, but it's inherently multi-chain. Generally, the layer twos we are seeing built today are designed with one account model in mind, so targeting a specific blockchain. Godwoken, in contrast, is built to scale with any blockchain, meaning that a dApp, such as a DEX built on Godwoken, can work across multiple blockchains. Um, so the EVM component of Godwoken does not mean its accounts is tied to Ethereum. It's in fact an abstract construct with a vast array of possibilities. So we think this is a future-proof and sustainable approach. Can I follow up on that? Um, of course. Yeah, thank you. I understand how you you know, uh, how you explain that to developers, I can see their, their benefit, but from a user perspective, what will it, what would it mean to me, uh, you know, using such a, a D app on Nervous? Would, would I be able to? Um, yeah, that's a good, good question. Okay, so let me give you one very practical example. So imagine that um, you are a person that uses any other blockchain, let's say Ethereum, Tron, Avalanche, right? Right now the Ethereum bridge exists. So this is true for Ethereum, but imagine that these bridges with other blockchains also exist. Now there is an application that you'd like to use. And this application happens to be built on the Nervos infrastructure. And so if you go to use this application, if it was based on any other blockchain, you know, you would have to ensure that your assets are in the wallet that speaks to that blockchain or speaks to that application. In Nervos's situation, you can be a wallet user of other blockchains and you can interact with and transfer your assets to applications on Nervos seamlessly without needing to change network settings, without needing to do anything. In fact, the idea is that you don't even know where this application has been built. You don't know that it's living on Nervos. What you're able to do though, is use your existing wallet as a user to interact with it and to use it and to transfer your assets to it. And Got so it. Mm -hmm. does, that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it sounds very exciting. Like uh, if you have, you know, let's say some, uh... You know, play to earn game that um, only you can only log in with uh, Phantom and you have MetaMask, you can still make it work if they're both, uh, if the actual exactly. the app is built on Nervous. Is that correct? That's exactly correct. Got it. Yeah, this is very exciting. So I, I guess the next question is, uh, you know, how, how do you plan to build uh, mass adaption for that? How do we get the users? Yeah, so again, a very good question. Um, so there, there's several ways, right, to build mass adoption. And, you know, I imagine there's ways that are common and, and to, to you and, and the audience. Um, 
but I guess I'll, I want to highlight two. Mm-hmm. So probably the biggest barrier for the industry right now is related to your previous question and related to how we, you know, how we achieve that, that, um, that user experience. And the biggest barrier is really a poor user experience, an incredibly poor user experience. Um, mainstream users are not used to the concept of a wallet, seed phrases, plugins, and software that's required to make these wallets function, mm-hmm. right? And the idea that losing your seed phrase can result in you losing access to your funds is an incredibly daunting one, right? And I and I imagine that there's indeed that the it's a very scary way people... to, to onboard people to play a video game if you force them to open a wallet and you tell them, oh, if you lose this, you're gonna lose all your money. You have to save this and uh, you know uh, engrave it into a piece of uh, steel and uh, you know hide it. In a uh, in a safe in a basement. That's that's actually part of the process now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know, and they would be right in feeling worried and you know potentially not moving forward. I, I can understand. I can understand mainstream users definitely. Um, and so earlier I alluded to our low level virtual machine, the risk five based virtual machine, and the fact that it allows for for flexible crypto primitives. And so. You know, I want to bring your attention to, to a project called Unipass, which is an identity solution that takes advantage of these two areas and primarily aims to tackle this massive UX problem. Um, it does this by allowing applications on Nervos to onboard users by simply creating an account with an email and password. And then this account will, be, will give the user a wallet address and they can use it across any application that supports Unipass. Now, it doesn't compromise security. Your private keys never leave your browser. It uses the same security as your email. If you feel that your email is secure, then this is the same thing. Um, you can see this in action right now. So there's a marketplace called collect.me, for example, that you can go into. You can... You can log in, you can be a completely brand new user. And the experience that you'll have with creating yourself a wallet will be the same experience as any Web2 application. You put in your email, you get a verification sent to your email address, you put in the verification code, bam, you have it. You now have a wallet, you now have an address, you are now able to interact with any application that uses this identity solution. So we see that as being um, a major tool in creating mass adoption over the coming years. So that's problem number one. The second area that we're focused on, and it's what we've already spoken about in, to some degree, is interoperability. So the industry right now is incredibly fragmented. Um, you have multiple blockchains, they have their own ecosystems, they have their own wallets, they have their own applications. Um, it's, it's really just a giant sort of mess right now. And it's, it's, you know, it's obviously totally fine. It's a stage that we're in. Um, now, Nervos's inherent ability to be truly interoperable will allow us to welcome applications that appeal to the masses. So in short, um, developers can deploy on Nervos once 
and access users everywhere, which is what we were just speaking about, right? So you build a native application on Novos and then users across other blockchains will be able to use and interact your application with their existing wallet without needing to change anything. And in fact, they won't even realize that that application exists on Novos. And so we think that these are the two biggest pain points right now that's stopping the majority of users entering this space. And our focus is on using our unique abilities to tackle these two main areas. And so there are applications that already exist that take advantage of these. Um, and we see that rapidly developing over the next 12 to 24 months. It's very interesting. And so what are your plans for the next uh, next 12 months? You know, can you share some uh, exciting developments uh, with us? Yeah, it's, um, I think to talk about the next 12 months, we should probably reflect on where we've been seeing traction over the last few months. Um, and we've been busy. We've been very, very busy. Um, so firstly, on the layer one, we see several NFT applications that are taking advantage of the UTXO-based NFT spec that has been made. And so applications like Celebrity Smackdown, MeBow, and Collect.me are all pushing the envelope in terms of how NFTs can be used and shared. And so we see this community rapidly expanding as they head into 2022. And there's a number of teams and applications that are, that are looking to build, to further sort of develop that NFT ecosystem on Nomos. On the layer two, with the launch of the first um, DEX called Yokai Swap, we plan to further increase our DeFi ecosystem. And so I mentioned earlier, we have about 25 whitelisted projects that we'll be launching shortly um, over the coming months. And you know, we, we have some pretty big plans there on the layer two. We, we're going to be um, basically making it as easy as possible and as attractive as possible for teams and applications to get involved and to build that DeFi ecosystem with us. So outside of DEXs, naturally you would need lending platforms. Um, you can go beyond that and have synthetic marketplaces. You can look at derivatives. You know, there's several different areas um, where we see our DeFi ecosystem emerging. Um, now separately, we're also very focused on expanding a number of bridges to Novos. So given our entire thesis is around coexistence and interoperability, um, you can expect that over the next three to six months that Novos will be connected to several bridges um, within this space. Well, oh, sorry, several blockchains within this space um, through expansion of the force bridge and also just new bridges altogether. Um, so I'd say they're the three primary areas, but there are other things that, that are demanding our attention. Um, some of them I can share, some of them that I can't share, but um, yeah, it's going to be a, a massive 2022 for us. Sounds exciting. Yeah, the, definitely NFTs are, and DeFi are the hottest uh, trends right now. That's definitely where everything is at. And, um, you know, it, so you mentioned a lot of uh, upcoming developments. 
where should our audience go to follow your work and uh, keep up with uh, everything that's in the pipeline? Yeah, I think our website, um, www.nervos.org, is a great place to start. Uh, you From there, you'll be able to get a link to our Discord, um, our talk forum, and, of course, our Twitter is a great source of information. So at Nervos Network is our Twitter handle. Um, and, yeah, give us a follow, and, and you'll see all these excitement developments that I've been speaking about. Very exciting. Thank you, Ben, for uh, taking the time and uh, talking to us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to the Bitcoin.com news podcast. See you next time.